What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dads Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson alongside Funko Pop Greg Walden. His name is... That's the new name now. Funko (laughs) Pop Greg Walden. That's our theme song. My boys and I wrote for you the other day there. Funko Pop Greg Walden. That was an awesome song. I think you should uh, record that. (laughs) We'll we'll put that in and and get a little more polished version of that. Or if you're uh, riding mountain bikes with Greg Walden, then uh, when I'm riding mountain bikes, I call him downhill Greg Walden because he, he thrives in the downhill, not so much in the uphill. Nope. Save the legs for good stuff. You know? <laughs> I need an e-bike. Anybody out there want to sponsor me for e-bike? You know, yeah, there you go. Dude's yeah. talking. We're the modern Christian dads. Dude's talking new sports and God. And uh, Funko Pop Greg Walden needs an e-bike. Yes. So reaching yeah, out to the world. Companies. Maybe you're a new company that started an e-bike company. And we'll test it out for you. And Yeah, if it's old crankily old 50-year-old <laughs> body can, can ride anything like a pro, it's definitely props for your merchandise right there. Yeah, so hey guys, thanks for listening to the Modern Christian Dads podcast. We've been gone a couple weeks, but we're back at it, and I have uh, searching through email. I had all these good stories, too, in the last couple weeks that I wanted to pitch out on the show, let you guys know what's happening in the world. So let's uh, go ahead and get it there. Get to it there. Greg Walden. Yeah. And we do have, speaking of Funko Pops, uh, we are not on video today, but we have the Leckley Sheppens Funko Pop yes. custom made. I got awesome. that for my birthday, April 11th. We haven't done a show since then. So uh, yeah, shout out to our boy, Kelly Stevens, aka Leckley Sheppens, who's currently in heaven, but now his presence is with us. Yes. In the yep. form of the custom-made Funko Pop. I was actually shocked. I was like, wow, I think <laughs> I was just as shocked as you were when, he, when that Blender was given to you. <laughs> So cool, and uh, yeah, I don't need, I, maybe that's my last Funko Pop I'll ever get. I haven't got any for a little while. Uh, maybe that might be my last ever. Maybe I'll just stop right there. Yeah, you, you, can't, get in a, you can't get a better Funko Pop <laughs> than that, man. I'm like, I'm jealous. I'm looking, I'm jealous. I want, my, I want one of those. Yeah, and we are getting ready to host a little uh, event for Kelly Stevens, the Kelly Stevens Wrestling Classic event, yes. a little dinner fundraiser. We're having Christian Wrestling Federation come to our local area in southwest Missouri, June 4th and 5th, and put on a couple live pro wrestling events, and we're doing it in the honor of Kelly Stevens. Yes. All right, well, let's dive into stories here today. Uh, this one catches my curiosity. Speaking of collection items, Funko Pops, we know that it's been the craze, uh, definitely within the industry, the collecting industry since the pandemic, collecting action figures, yeah. Funko Pops, uh, basically collector uh, collector's items has significantly increased in the pandemic. So although the pan- pandemic has damaged certain areas of the economy, collectors and collecting things has significantly increased. Yeah, because people are stuck at home. They really can't go out and do anything. They'll just get, buy some stuff. So, yeah, some guys are beefing up their man caves. They're yep. ordering stuff, buying stuff online. And one of those is collector type items. I found this forgotten copy of Super Mario Brothers sets record at auction. The game was bought on a as a Christmas gift in 1986, but was left in a desk drawer for 35 years. Wow. <laughs> It sold for $660,000 at an auction on Friday. Goodness gracious. An unopened copy of Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers that had been bought in 1986 as a Christmas gift, but sat forgotten in a desk drawer until recently was sold on Friday for $660,000, according to an auction house in Dallas. The price was a record uh, for a video game. The auction house Heritage Auctions said in a statement that that distinction was previously 
held by another copy of the same game, which sold for $114,000 in July. So think about this. Wow. In less than a year, $114,000 to 666, $660,000. That's how much the game has Goodness gracious. I wish I, I wish I could go back to my like 1986 self and say, <laughs> don't open that box, please. Yeah. I, and that, that's so, uh, and that's, that's the frustrating part of even, you know, the Funko Pops or some things that we've been collecting. You're just like, what's going to happen? You know, you opened it and you just know, right? You yeah. just know that 20, 30 years from now, we're going to be kicking ourselves. Yeah. We're like, yeah. what? No, this is worth that much money. <laughs> like I said, it'd be cool if you could ha just, if you're, if you were so rich that you could just kind of buy two of everything, just have like a warehouse where you just yeah. let, left stuff sit there forever and that kind of thing. We just never know what's going to be worth. Like back in 1986, Super Mario Bros. It's just a game. You know, we didn't really think, you know, back then it would be worth anything. It just, you know, just a typical video game. Yeah. And you know, you know, you're getting old when you think your childhood was the best. That's when you know you're getting old. So yeah. I grew you know, I was a child in the mid mid to late eighties, I was a child. I'm realizing how awesome an era that was, yeah. you know, GI Joe. Yeah. He man and the oh, masters yeah. of the universe, the real cartoons, Thundercats. I mean, that would, that really was an epic time for cartoons, the mid eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like cartoons now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyway, Mario brothers, all that kind of good stuff. That really, it really was a great era. Well, here's another item of note for you. Funko Pop, Greg Walden. I found this article, Funko shares soar after toy maker strikes deal to enter NFT market. Do you own shares of stock in Funko right now? Nope. Uh, well, you're bad because shares of Funko surged 19% in early trading Thursday after the pop culture collectible marker maker said it had acquired majority stake in Token Wave, putting it into the NFT market. Token Wave is behind the Token Head app and website, which tracks holdings in non-fungible tokens. Financial terms of the deal weren't disclosed. Funko, known for its dolls with oversized heads, said it plans to launch its own NFT offerings in June. A new one will be introduced each week starting at $9.99. It said, our strategy in this space is clear, bringing the value added NFT opportunity to our licensing partners to leverage our broad range of existing pop culture content across television, movies, apps, sports, music, anime, video games, and comic books. So there you go. Funko and NFT now one. Wow. Yeah. I just never could get the NFT thing though. I mean, it's just a virtual, it's like you're, you're buying a virtual, whatever it is they're just selling. It's like, you're not buying a physical piece of physical, anything it's physical, you know? Yeah, we talked about that the other day. NFTs, like what that is, that's buying a digital, right? Pictures, yeah. things like that. I mean, I, I, I mean, that's not just not my thing, I guess. But some people, you know, they like it. You know, well, buy some stock in Funko. Come on, Greg yeah. Walden. If you really, there's two. There's certain stocks that you should have. One is GoPro. The next one is uh, Funko. Yeah, I need to get with the times. All right, uh, I'll do another one. I'll bounce over to you here in just a second. We always, I find the the Mars topic always very, very interesting. I have a couple of YouTube channels that I watch talking a lot about Elon Musk and you know what he wants to do with Mars, inhabiting it, and 
starships, all these kind of things. But I did find it interesting. Uh, NASA just recently uh, launched down another rover uh-huh. on Mars. So when NASA's Perseverance rover touched down on Mars in February, it carried a bit of the Wright brothers' first airplane with it. Oh, sweet. A swatch of fabric from the airplane known as the Flyer is secured beneath the solar panels of an experimental helicopter, which in turn is strapped to the underside of the rover. According to a statement from NASA, the helicopter called Ingenuity is attached to the rover for now, but soon, if all goes well, scientists will pilot the aircraft remotely over the surface of the red planet. This flight will be attempted no earlier than April 8th, NASA said, and I haven't heard about that. I should check that out again. The rover must first transport Ingenuity to a designated airfield and deploy the chopper. Once dropped off, the helicopter must gather enough solar energy to power its internal heaters and prevent its instruments from freezing so there you go the wright brothers on mars it's amazing i mean <laughs> there's been like a hundred hundred years a hundred so years since they you know did the first flight i always think it's interesting i have a friend of mine he is in his 60s maybe going on 70 but one thing that he talks about is um uh excuse me one thing he talks about is being a star wars fan is Star Trek, Star Wars slash Star Trek fan is that when he was a kid, all of these things that were on the show seemed impossible lasers. And, but he talked about how much or some of the things on that show back in 60s, 70s that came true that are now real things. And they're actually thinking that warp (laughs) drive may be possibility. You know, they're actually looking into that. So I wonder, uh, you know, if the Wright brothers, if you would have told them, you know, Hey, your plane's this many Mars. years from now, <laughs> you're, a, a piece of your plane is going to be on Mars because we're going to send stuff like rovers and there's a helicopter that's going to be over there. They would have laughed at you probably. <laughs> it's like, you're crazy. Yeah. But, you know, they, you know, they, 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 you know, they probably would have said, you know, hey, you probably could be. And look, look, we're getting ready to fly right now, you know. Yeah. This, Nobody th- thought we could do this. This Mars thing is, is interesting because we, uh, you know, I feel like the last decade or two, but definitely the last decade, it's talked so much about how we're going to be there and have people there. And is this all going to happen? You know, is it really just going to continue to be talk or is it, are we really going to make this push to I'm get not, to Mars? I'm not sure to be honest. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like a, I mean, I don't, again, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, you'd have, you obviously to create a habitat, you know, to be able to actually live on the planet and be able to self-sustain because again, you can't rely on stuff coming from earth. Yeah. And so will the auto are the Autobots and Decepticons already there? <laughs> one way to find out, I guess. <laughs> As we talked about. Speaking of that, you know, Tubi, there's an app called Tubi uh-huh. and it's where you get free movies and shows. I did find they have uh four seasons of Transformers that you can watch there for free. Oh really? Yeah, that's pretty to, cool. I'm gonna go get that app. Anyway, what you got over there? Funko Pop, Greg Walden, downhill, Greg Walden. Downhill. We're going downhill from here. Right? Sorry. <laughs> uh, Starlink. Yep, Starlink. Greg Walden. I got, I'm connected <laughs> to, the, to the Elon Musk internet now. So, yeah. It's, it's Elon going. is watching you. Yes, he now knows every move I make now. Hope it's, uh, I hope to make you proud, Elon. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, well, uh, for sports, uh, for us Kansas City fans, we've had Alex Smith is, re- is retiring from the NFL. Former quarterback of the yep. Kansas City Chiefs and retiring as a um, Washington, Washington, not the Redskins, but the Washington football team. Yeah. And Washington did say, as a sign note, Washington did say they're actually getting ready to name their team 
uh, give it an official mascot. Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. That's going to, going to create a lot of buzz because yeah. is it going to be the, the Washington, we already have the Patriots. Is it yeah. going to be some kind of I don't know. army battle? Tartelling. Uh, what are they going to do there? Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, uh, so yeah, anyways, he's the former, uh, Kansas city chief, uh, quarterback. And of course he, I can hear that he's also got famous when he's watching he had that, that, uh, compound fracture. Of his leg, yeah. almost, like, almost like a Joe Theismann type injury. Yeah, tore his leg up really, really bad. And then, a big came, injury. and then he came back, and he got the NFL Comeback uh, Player of the Year last year. And then uh, I guess he was out skiing and decided, you know what, I want to spend more time with my family, and yeah. uh, I'm done. I'm retiring. One of those quarterbacks that was really good, but never great. Yeah, he he, he had a good he had his good days, but then he had days where he eh, didn't uh, – wasn't looking too good for him. But, again, with a lot of quarterbacks, it's, you know, a lot of t- people blame the quarterback. Like, the team has a good day. Oh, the quarterback was solid. Yeah. But then, again, you got all those players around him. Mean, that, that's the big thing about the NFL is there's, you know, there's 11 players yeah. just on offense, defense, and it's a lot of pressure to get a championship. And a lot of the team offense rests really on the offensive line. If the offensive line is, is porous and they're not doing their job, I mean, this guy is just, you're, you're never going to really be able to make a decent play because yeah. the quarterback's always, he's always going to have somebody in his face. He's going to rush. And mistakes happen. When the offensive line does their job really well, then that quarterback has a lot more time to, to let things uh, develop. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, anyway, what else you got there? Goodbye to um, Mr. Smith there. Mr. Smith, yeah. <laughs> Alex Smith. Good quarterback. I don't have a ton of memories of him, but. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't watch a lot of NFL games, but I mean, I watched all the highlights and stuff. I mean, again, he he was he was a decent quarterback. I mean, I can't say I didn't. I mean, he's you know been one of the better ones that we've had. NFL draft is coming up next week, I believe. Trevor Lawrence is the hands down number one pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but uh-huh. um, there are other quarterbacks in the mix for the other spots. But it's pretty much a given. Trevor Lawrence of the Clemson Tigers will be the first round draft pick. To the Jacksonville Jaguars this year's draft. Yeah, I'm hoping the Chiefs will pick up some good offensive line people. They're farther down on the board, so they won't get the the big names yeah. right away or those kind of things. But all right, let's head back to our childhood again. We talked about the, the amazing cartoons. I found this article on Screen Rant. It says Kevin Smith teases Masters of the Universe show premiere announcement. Kevin Smith, the director of Netflix's Masters of the Universe Re- Revelation sequel series, which you've watched before, right? Didn't you say you watched that one? Which one? Uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation. I haven't watched that one. Okay. Says a release date announcement is coming soon. Smith has said the long awaited show is a direct sequel to the original masters of the universe animated series that ended in 1985. The show not only features credibility in the form of Smith, but also thanks to its stellar voice cast from Mark Hamill. Oh yeah. As Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be good to Tony Todd's unsettling performance as Scareglow and game of Thrones star Lena Hetty as Evil in this series is stuffed with big names. Masters of the Universe Revelation has been in production since 2019, and Smith has slowly been teasing information over the past year as he works on post production. Back in August of 2020, he revealed Netflix didn't have a release date and said a trailer 
would only be released six to nine months later. For those counting, it's now seven months later and neither a release date nor a trailer has been revealed. But Smith recently teased Masters of the Universe Revelation is close to a release and a date will be forthcoming. So yeah, Mark Hamill, definitely underrated, potentially one of the best voiceover actors of all time. my, My opinion, he's the best voice actor of all time. Yeah, and you know, I didn't know that until just a few years ago. Uh, Joker yeah. did the Joker and Batman. He, he, yeah. He's so so good. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, this guy is so talented. And but yeah, my, my opinion, the best voice actor of all time. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, so that'll be and the downside. It is on Netflix. We're kind of down yeah. on the Netflix yeah. right now. Don't have it no more. Anti Netflix might be a slight temptation to get it just to binge watch it and be done with it potentially or something or like just that wait but for it to come on dvd and yeah <laughs> which you said you're gonna loan me the uh complete series yeah, yeah, yeah. which you haven't done yet oh yeah that was like two weeks ago oh, by oh, the yeah, way all right <laughs> <laughs> funko pop grade walden uh not a man of his no he is a man of his word so uh anyway let's do one more that i found interesting and then we'll do a little bit of spiritual talk going on together um who invented chicken nuggets jeopardy question Mmm, chicken nuggets. I wouldn't say it's uh, McDonald's, would it? Which sports was, did you know Alex Smith of the, uh, uh, not Alex Smith, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers Green of Bay the Green Packers. Bay Packers hosted Jeopardy. Oh, really? A couple weeks ago. I didn't know that. And has considered, uh, or is maybe one of the potential front runners wow. to take Alex Trebek's spot for hosting Jeopardy. That would be unexpected. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, it would pay just as good as a quarterback. I think Alex Trebek was getting like eight to 10 million or something like that. They said the big thing with that show is it's only uh, in like 60 days. You know, they record, they batch like four shows a day oh, okay. for like 30 to, or like 60 days and that and you're done for the year. I do that. How hey, about that me. kind of go, hey, uh, gig? Yeah, call me. <laughs> the same thing with the Price is Right. Did you know Price is Right is the same way? They just do that. like four to six shows a day for like three months and you're good. And then you collect your uh, ten mil- five to $10 million check, hosting check, and you're good to go. Man, two <laughs> months and you have 10 months off a year? Yeah. It, I mean, that, let's yeah. say it's three months. Let's say three months. Even Still, if it was four months. But then again, you're off I mean, all the time. You yeah. probably blow all that dough. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, my problem is when I'm off, I spend money. When I'm working, I don't. So I need, I need extra credit. Very true. Before McDonald's pioneered McNuggets for fast food consumption, a Cornell University researcher developed bite-sized breaded chicken sticks that could be easily fried and frozen. Chicken nuggets are a quintessentially American food easily mass-produced and quick, convenient protein source that can be eaten on the go, a staple of fast food restaurants and grocery freezer aisles for decades. They weren't always on Americans' dinner plates and children's menus. It would take war, laboratory experiments, and changing U.S. dietary guidelines before chains like McDonald's catapulted chicken nuggets to a household name. Here's what happened. Funko Pop, Greg Greg Walden. Sorry about that. Uh, You know, it can be a tongue twister there. During World War II, chicken became many Americans' primary source of protein after the U.S. military commandeered red meat for soldiers, creating a beef shortage at home. The massive chicken demand incentivized businesses to produce the birds more cheaply, says anthropologist Steve Striffler. Uh, during that time, late in the war, the military came for chicken too. In the spring of 1944, 45, excuse me, the War Food Administration requisitioned almost 100% of the production uh, in Pennsylvania. 
and et cetera, et cetera. So basically, uh, World World War II and the meat shortage uh, were the launch and the proponent of yeah. sending one chicken nuggets into American culture. Oh, chicken nuggets. <laughs> Chick-fil-A really perfected the chicken nugget, though. Yeah. But there is, you know, I don't eat it. Uh, well, I ate at McDonald's today, but just a breakfast sandwich. I always get like a breakfast burrito real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't really eat lunch there anymore, but I I love the McNuggets for sure. Yeah. McNuggets with the barbecue sauce at McDonald's. Yeah. I, Good I, combination. Oh, yeah. I wish I could eat at McDonald's, but <laughs> I, it, 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 that and my stomach don't get along. But I love yeah. the Chick-fil-A, though. Chick-fil-A and the, and the uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh. Yeah, combination. He he has uh, issues. Yeah, I know. Greg not, Walden. Yeah, too many issues. <laughs> Probably not appropriate for the podcast, but yeah, no issues. <laughs> anyway, hey guys, we uh, appreciate you dialing into the Modern Christian Dudes podcast and love talking news and stuff that's going on in culture. But most important, we love to talk spiritual talk. Uh, and let's let's kind of do this a little bit on the fly here today. Awesome. Funko Pop, Greg Walden. What's stirring up in you spiritually this last couple of weeks as a modern Christian dude? Um. I was thinking a couple of nights ago during church, and I was thinking, you know what? We, you know, we, 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 we you know, about our closeness to God, that we really can be as close to God as we want to be, or it can be as far away from God as you want to be. Mm-hmm. And what the Bible says, you know, God says, draw close to me, and I'll draw close to you. And we, we, a lot of times we feel, we feel like we're going through life struggles and life stuff, and you know, we don't feel like God's close. But it's not really that God walked away from us. It's kind of maybe we, kind of took our focus off of him and kind of, you know, took our focus off of him. We're not drawing as close to him like we should be. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're feeling like we're, you know, not as close as we should be. So you, we can be as close to God or far away from God as we want to be. So we, we want, if we want to be, you know, close to God, we need to draw close to him, you know, draw close to him. You can read his word, pray, worship, you know, do ministry and stuff like that and get, get involved and, you know, get close to God, you know? Yeah. We bring up that aspect of relationship, right? Where we talk about, you know, a, a relationship with God that it's not, it's not religion, or at least, you know, I've heard this banter for a while since I've been saved and I preach it myself. Hey, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship, right. a friendship with God, if you will. And, um, that, that friendship and that relationship requires investment, investment of time and a giving on, of oneself on both parties, right? It's, it's about you and it's about God uh-huh. together. And so, you know, God wants to have a relationship with us in the context of everyday living. So, yeah. And that's, that's part of drawing close to God is, is having a daily relationship with him. And, you know, I, I find myself, uh, uh, trying to figure out that more and more as I'm a follower of Christ, uh, because, I, I, I guess I've learned that I can have a relationship with one thing that's been freeing to me is that I've learned that I can have a relationship with God in the context of everyday living. I don't think this is a bad thing. And I think there are times where we're like, Hey, I need to go to the sanctuary and pray. I need to sit down and read my Bible. But then sometimes we can make that a religious function. Yeah. Like you need to sit down or, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I've just learned that, Hey, I'm in my car right now. Just me. Yeah. Why can't I talk to God right now? Yeah. I'm, you know, at the gym on a machine. Why can't I talk to God yeah. right now yeah. uh, and have interaction? I brought it up the other day. I don't think you were in this uh, as last Wednesday night. Here's what I brought up. 
You weren't there last Wednesday night, were you? I was teaching it. Yeah, you were teaching. But I brought up like our cell phones. I said, what's the one thing um, I talked about on our cell phones, which we're now dominated by, we have apps. And on our apps, we have what's called notifications. And so we have the ability to turn on or off those notifications. So basically, if you have a lot of apps and your notifications are on, what happens all throughout the day? Bing, 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 bing. And the moment you hear that notification signaling that someone's messaging you, someone, you know, based on, you know, what you put on your notifications, it can, you can have a ding in for everything. Someone hit like, someone commented, someone sent you an email. But anyway, your phone can be going off all day. And then you're consumed by that phone because the minute that notification goes off, what do you do? Oh, you grab it and you look at, okay. So right now I can see, oh, I got a voicemail. I got a missed call, whatever it might be. And I said, why don't you think about your relationship with God? Why don't you turn on, I said, why don't you open up your Jesus app and turn on your notifications? That is, think about as you go throughout your day that you're available. And, and I was talking about, because the Bible says pray without ceasing. Yeah. Well, I can't close my eyes and pray all day long. Right. It's not, not possible, you know, so, but I can have my notifications on all day long. Yeah, I think it's a matter of your heart. Like, you know, like, like you say, when you know, we, we can, we can turn things into a, a ritual. Like I can only talk to God if I, you know, I, I have to do these format. You turn, if you turn things into a formality and really it's more a matter of your heart. Like I'm always, I'm open. I'm, I'm close. I'm caught me. He's always on my, Jesus is always on my mind. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm receptive to any time when Jesus leads me any time of the day. And I, you know, you, so it's one of those like a relationship. Like me and you are really awesome friends. You're my best friend in the world. I don't have a ritual like, okay, I got to call Pastor Jeremiah at 11 o'clock every day. On, yeah. on the, or <laughs> right. I got to, okay, yeah. can I do it? So it's like, I, I, if I, I, whenever he, I, I need to, hey, I come at any time of day. I was like, hey, well, I do let you sleep at night. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I was like, it's eight o'clock. So, hey, I need, hey, hey, bro, what's up, man? Or you call me, you know, so it's like, that's how we have God. It's like, hey, you know, we constantly, constantly, you know, maintaining that connection. It's, it's also an yeah. issue of heart, you know? Yeah. More than, you know, let's say a relationship, not, not a religion. Yeah. And if you're, if your notifications are on, then for here, I joke with this, but I'm serious. Like there, I've learned that there's certain things that I can do that get me in a space to interact with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just more, for example, the other day I kind of had a mental block. I was, I, I was thinking about stuff and you know what I did? I went out and got in the church mower and I started mowing the churchyard. And I don't know, for for whatever reason, like it just cleared up my mind. Yeah. I just, the, the thoughts and my communication with the Lord were just flowing. Because yeah. I was on a dumb yeah. mower, lawn, <laughs> riding lawnmower. Yeah. Well, you're free from distractions. Because yeah. in today's age, we're like so many distractions. Mm-hmm. And so we're all tied up with all the distractions and things we're doing that we don't really hear. When God's right knocking the door, we don't hear it because we're constantly distracted with this and this and this and this. And God, God's trying to reach us, and we're like, okay, we're not responsive because we're distracted. Yeah. So we get to, and we put ourselves, you know, it's like, hey, take some time. It doesn't have to be a certain time every day, but hey, just, or, you know, take some time. Like, lifetimes of my, you know, I'll go mountain biking. I have a lot more trails up there. Like, there's a mountain bike trail up there about 20 miles from where I lived up in Excelsior. And there's this one area, like, out in the woods. It's, you know, I can go out there and it's like, I can just stop the bike and go out and pray. Yeah. Talk to God. There's, know? there's no, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at, which I don't think, I guess I don't wasn't preached to me earlier on, which is totally fine. Didn't necessarily need to be, but there's no one way to connect with God. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Is like there's there's no one. I joked when I was having this discussion. There was a popular Christian movie called War Room. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. It's like this black lady and she goes in her closet yeah. and she rips everything out and she starts putting up notes. And I said, wasn't it funny after that movie, how all the ladies, yeah, I'm going to have my war. You know, they start doing the same thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know, for that lady, that was a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what the Bible says. I'm preaching what I preach on Wednesday. So if you, some of this might make, but the Bible says, Hey, go in, go in your room, shut the door and pray to your heavenly father. Yeah. And so what I was talking about, I was talking about, we need a place, yes. a place of communication with God. And that really could be very different places. You know, yeah. like I, I was driving by, there's in our city where we're at, there's a place called Kellogg Lake. I noticed the other day when I was driving by, there's like, there's a little plateau or yeah. island that goes out uh-huh. and there's a little uh, covering or pavilion. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, I should just go sit there sometime. Yeah. I'm like, that looks like a good place to be with Jesus. Yeah. Even like on my little property, I only got 10 acres. I was one day I was like riding the ATV back behind the pasture. Like, you know, it's nice and quiet here. I just shut off the ATV and talk to God right there. There you go. Yeah. So draw close to God. He'll draw close to you and just figure out ways that you can do that. You know, I'm just, and, and be creative with it. Have fun, have fun with it. I mean, yes, I always try cause I'm a pastor. I mean, some people go overboard and they don't ever go to church and they don't ever I'm in the mountains with God. And it's like, no, you're not. You're that's an excuse to not connect with God's people and participate in fellowship. I'm not talking about that, I'm, right. but I'm talking about that in our lives. We make sure to have relationship. Right. We make you, sure to your connect personal, with God. Your personal relationship with God. Then you also like the church is your community. You kind of like communal community, communal relate. You know, you're you're connecting. You're connecting with God in your personal life, but you're also connecting with the fellow believers. You can't neglect that either. You need your. You need to connect yeah. with your fellow believers. Just as, you know, it's, it's very, yeah. very important. They enhance that. They, yeah. they, they ultimately enhance your relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, the one thing, I don't know if it totally segues in, but man, a big thing I've just been munching on, and I, I did preach about it on Sunday morning. I talked about falling away from the Lord, falling, just reading all these articles this week. There was a couple articles of some people that came out and said that I'm not a Christian anymore um, of some of these popular preachers. Not just like, hey, I messed up and I sinned, but I'm not a Christian anymore. And I'm, I'm just baffled by that. How, how do you go from a relationship with Jesus Christ yeah, where he changes everything and your your life is centered around him? And then to one day, I mean, I'm, I just, I keep trying to put it in a context that would just be, un, if I called you up today said, Greg, I really, I mean, what, I mean, what would you say if I called up and said, Greg, I'm so grateful for our friendship and we're really close. So I know, I know one person that I could tell this to. Um, and one of the first people I want to tell this to is you. Cause your friend, Greg, I'm not a Christian anymore. Yeah. I'd be a jaw dropper. I'd be a jaw dropper. Cause I, to <laughs> yeah. me, I can't, to me, me personally, I can't fathom. I can't, I, I can't fathom that. I can't fathom somebody, you know, being, you know, I'm a Christian they're following God, blah, 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 blah. And turn on, you know, years later, say, "Well, I'm not a Christian anymore." I'm like, I can't fathom that because, I mean, I, you know, and I don't want to sound prideful. I mean, you, you can never imagine you can't imagine yourself doing yeah. that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't imagine myself doing it. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be prideful, or you know, because again, I don't want to be in that yeah. situation. But, <laughs> but you know, as a, you know, I, just, I you know, I, you know, that I mean, I just, I, me, I mean, personally, I just can't. I, you know, I, I might. Struggle with like, you know, I've had struggles in life. I had struggles. This I mean, I've had growing spiritual growth. I've had to do over the years. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of stubborn. There's like issues, issues in life. God had to deal with me. Yeah. As I was, you know, so, some areas I was like, okay, yes, yes, God. But there's some areas where God had to really work with me to, to say yeah. yes to, you know. But <laughs> in all that, I, I still believe in God. I still love Jesus. And I was like, I can't imagine anything else. And yeah. It's like, it's like, how could you know, some, I can, when somebody does that, I was like, how is this? It's like Greek to me. I can't, I can't, yeah. you know. And I, I guess I the connection point I would make is, did they just stop drawing close to God? Did they just, you know, did it just become religion? Did it just become, you know, the whims of the world, the, 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 you know, the culture changes. I mean, you know, you got the pair of, you know, everybody was like, oh, well, you know, slapping Christian on this, slapping Christian on that. And then also now in today's culture, well, Christian's now a taboo. Yeah. And like, well, now, now the swing, now the winds have changed. Well, you know, you want to keep, you know, again, they could, you know, I don't, I don't know the person that did that. I mean, it could have been, there's a possibility, maybe, maybe that, okay, well, it's no longer yeah. kosher to be the Christian. So I mean, that's know. just a big deal, though. Like, I mean, how pastors with huge ministries, not just like, okay, you, you know, and I'm not bringing up personal stuff here. Earlier on in life, you had a divorce, mm-hmm. right? I mean, are you a Christian today? Yes. yes. I mean, yeah, you had a struggle, a relational struggle. That doesn't mean you ditched God and right. and God is redemptive and he's forgiving and he's in in those relational things he it doesn't mean like god jesus wasn't like well greg sorry you're out you're out of the club now you know um you're not in there anymore no that that is not christ at all i mean i'm talking about people that are like i am not a christian anymore not like hey greg i'm struggling today hey greg i'm you know my face a little weak my face a little low hey greg i'm just gonna stop being a pastor for a little bit because i'm stressed out yeah, it's, it's, you, you know, like I'm not a Christian anymore. I'm not following Jesus. Like, I just, yeah, it's I don't get like, it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, because I mean, when I became a Christian, I you know, I, I was convinced. I was 100 percent convinced. Stake my eternity, yeah, on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you cannot convince me otherwise. You can tell me all the all the secular boo-ha you want to, do. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man, that's it. I, yeah. I, I I have staked my eternal claim on Jesus. Yeah, and that's that's the bottom line because God said so. <laughs> yeah, there's really, oh, I, I guess, what would you say? Three options. There's the all-out pursuit of Christ in our life to follow Him with everything, or to just exist in a state of lukewarm religious activity, or not at all. It seems like those are. Well, right. the Bible says I'd rather be hot. Jesus said I'd rather be hot or cold. But if you lurk warm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Oops. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so anyway, I, I just, man, how can we prevent that? We just have to stay close. We have to yeah. stay close to God. We have to keep drawing near. Yeah. Yeah, because like I say, you could go stale. You can you can go stale. Like, if I, like, say, if you have, like I've had friends. If, yeah, I've never called them for 20 years. You know, after 20 years later, you're like, hey, we're close buds. You haven't talked to me for 20 years. How can you say we're close buds if we're, if we yeah. haven't hung out for 20 years, you know? Yeah. So, you got, you get, don't, you know, don't treat Jesus like a Super Mario Brothers gift that you got for Christmas in 1986 that yeah. you just put in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> the value of that is not <laughs> going to yeah. increase in that, that regards. But some people have do that. They, they have this amazing gift, uh, this relationship with Christ, and it's, Stuffed in a drawer. Yeah. Just start living. So breaking, break glass in case of, you know, emergency. You know, that's a lot of people. 
attitude to where God is. I only, only talk to him when I need to help when there's something I need, you know? Yeah. Hey, modern Christian dudes, we hope that you are drawing close to Jesus every day, more and more and more and more. And Funko Pop Greg Walden and I did buy a drone. So that's pretty exciting too. We forgot to mention that. Oh yeah. So we'll I have had to, a flight. Hey, my first flight, I did crash it. I'm, like, I'm, I'm impressed. We'll have myself. to slap some videos up there later on, on the modern Christian dads. Modern Christian dudes, dudes, excuse me, Facebook page. Yeah. Hey, you guys are awesome. Hopefully this encouraged you and uh, see if you can uh, challenge this week's challenge. See if you can find a brand new Super Nintendo's or Super Mario Brothers game that's less than $660,000. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you guys next time.